I'm Drew. I'm John. I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. And you're listening to the Hour Archive, our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time. Here we are in the <gasps> archive proper. Psych. Oh, April Fools. April Fools. Psych. <laughs> Not. April 5th. Yeah, what, when is this, this coming, is coming out? out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're recording yeah. this on April 1st. The most wonderful day of the year on the internet. No, that depends because it's no longer April 1st in like New Zealand. Or oh, well, you might be right on that one. Most parts of Asia. But we're not in those places. Adam's True. looking it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a very important thing uh, to find out. If You're right. It is actually one thirteen tomorrow in Wellington. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to my buddies, Jaron and uh, his family. Jaron? Jaron. J-A-R-O-N. Hmm. Long time listener. <laughs> like Karen, but a K and an E. And an R. And an O. What are we talking about this week? Guys, I'm glad you joined me today. Hey, don't look at my notes. <laughs> I don't look at your. Did you write your notes in Walt Disney font? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't? Of course you do. <clears throat> That's my system font. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're here to talk about adventure games. Now, I have a general sense of that, but can you... Define that up top. No. All right. Um, I find it's hard. It's okay. Are we going to do the history of Man, this guy is just hot, mm. ready he to go. He is hot to trot. Yeah. But I, don't, I didn't say it fully because I don't want to ruin it. So like, it's too you late. Know. You said it. What do you mean? You said the whole thing. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it sounded really weak. He's like, like, I didn't do the sure, echo. Sure. But it's not like he speaks clearly usually. <laughs> Which is something I'm actually going to start working on. Believe it or not. <laughs> April Fool's. April <laughs> Fool's. <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to define. I think it's hard to define adventure games. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess... I kind of feel like they're poorly named. Like The genre? If I had never heard the term mm-hmm. adventure game, I would have assumed that um, Tomb Raider is an adventure game. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe the genre name is what it is because it's one of the first games on computers. Hmm. Um, So I I think they're hard to define, but I, let me see if I can kind of summon up a definition because I actually did not (laughs) look up and see if there is like, a good one. Um, but generally, adventure games are narrative-based games, and they can range from, you know, uh, comedic to dramatic to scary to um, boring. Rom-com. Insulting, sure. Rom-com, absolutely. Um, any narrative type of genre you can imagine can be applied to an adventure game. Um, <clears throat> Wikipedia says an adventure game is a video game in which the player assumes the role of a protagonist in an interactive story driven by exploration and puzzle solving. So by that definition, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider would still be, applies, yeah. But you don't usually think of that. 
Right. And and I think most people, when you say adventure games... Well, people, here you go. The genre's focus on story... Go ahead, Adam. Focus on story uh, allows it to draw heavily from the other... Definition. Many adventure games, text and graphic, are designed for a single player. Hence, uh, <coughs> since this emphasis on story and character makes multiplayer design difficult. So, There's also the example of the very first one, but I don't know if you have that listed or not, so I don't want to say it if you do. So by that definition, I would think that Halo... <laughs> no, 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 no. I no. love this, yeah. No, story-based. That's yeah. action. No, people have written novels about Halo. It's a full universe. There's a big well, story. I couldn't tell you what Cuber, it is. But what, I don't know if that's really anything. Give me that novel. I'll, I'll forward it to you. I if would. There I isn't one, it. you have to write it. <laughs> it's going to be just a bunch of... It's but, written in, in think, his language. I think I would argue that Halo would be more of a first-person shooter. Yes. Or, I don't even know if this counts as a genre, but action game. The story, while there is one, is certainly I would not say central to enjoyment of the game. Yeah, I, I played and like five was, of them. Multi- I could not tell you. I know there's <laughs> yeah. a flood. And it's multiplayer, which kind of immediately puts it out of the running of. Uh... Well, yeah, but there is a single player campaign. Yes. It. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, big time. All That's right. the only. Yeah. Sorry. Mass Effect. <clears throat> Mass Effect. You would call an RPG, I think. I would agree with that. Okay, so where the adventure where game they, sits somewhere in between, I think, RPG and action. There are lots of RPG elements to adventure games. Usually you're not um, leveling up your character in any form. Good point. You are collecting inventory. Yes. Um, that's all I got. So I think what we figured out is that it's... Uh, story, the story is central to it, generally, mm-hmm. to an adventure game. You have an inventory, usually. Protagonist. You have a protagonist, and you are playing as the protagonist. Um, also, puzzles are almost always involved, solving some kind of puzzles. John, you look confused. <clears throat> no? Okay. I don't think he's... I don't think he looks confused. Can they... I, all right. I have to say the first game in my mind that I remember playing that was in this genre was Maniac Mansion. A great example of the genre. Uh, it had humor. There you go. It had comedy. Hey. Wait a minute. <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a NES game that was like kind of a spooky... <clears throat> horror thing. I, God, man, I kind of want to go play that right now. All right, guys. I'm sure you can. I'm out. Later. But now that Nick's gone. (laughs) And I would, I I bring that up because you were talking about puzzles. I, the way I remember it, it wasn't that it had puzzles in the sense like mist or, Oh, mist. For example. Tomb Raider or whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Interestingly, Tomb Raider does have sort of puzzles to it. I, yeah, I think they're they're the original anyway. Um, there was sort of some puzzles going on there. If I if I remember, correctly. see, I would put the Tomb Raider like again, Resident Evil, right? You know, original games. Actually, all of them have a lot of puzzles <laughs> in them. 
<clears throat> yeah. Got to get that skull key for the skull lock. Yeah, so yeah skull key. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of the thing rabbity. that I was thinking <laughs> is more like what, in Maniac Mansion, it wasn't about you coming into a room and having to solve a Zelda-style right. puzzle, but there were little things that you had to collect and keys and that kind of stuff to get from room to room. Right. Yeah. Yeah, generally, you can't pro- progress throughout the game until you've solved puzzles. Mm-hmm. The only thing I remember from it was that, that you have to put a hamster in a microwave at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's almost... Um, uh, uh, oh, of course, my brain is smoothly jumps out the window. Uh, those machines that um, don't have a point, but... Rube Goldberg. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of like that in game form in a, in a weird sense, mm. where you got to find different things to put in to make this kind of cascading effect happen to go on to the next area. Yeah. In a very long form sense. Yeah. We'll allow it. Do you feel like it's defined? Mm hmm. No. Like you got a handle on it? Now? No, but we can move on if you want. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I know what it is. It's like porn, you know? Yeah. You know it when you're sitting in your room. <laughs> Crying softly to yourself. <laughs> Just me? Okay. John, anything to add? Uh, no. Are you about to put this in the archive? <laughs> Guys? <laughs> I think it's time for the history of <clears throat> so, around, well, around 1975, um, Ooh, a guy named Will. Okay. Nice. <laughs> a guy named Will Crowther, who I guess. Will Crowley? No. <laughs> Sadly not. <laughs> Drew Crowther. Drew Crowther. <laughs> Drew Crowther. I don't know if it's Crowther or Crowther. C R O W T H E R. I'd go Crowther. I'd go Crowther. Yeah. Crowther, uh, he Crowther. was... <laughs> he was a caver, believe it or not. Caver. <laughs> he and his wife were... Like a spelunker? Yeah, spelunker. Oh. Uh, Crowther was also uh, a computer guy, mm-hmm. like a programmer. Mm-hmm. And he was... Uh, working on computers and came up with... In this, his cave. In his cave... The Crowther Cave. <laughs> and he came up with this. Robin, pass me down the shark repellent Crowther spray. Schmidlap. <laughs> um, and he ended up developing, apparently by accident, uh, what became to be known as text-based adventure games. So these are the, the games that you may have seen or the game heard called? about. It was called Colossal Cave Adventure, or Cave Adventure, or Adventure. Adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, These are the games that you may have heard about or read about where it's it's all text and a room is described to you on the screen. And then uh, you have a prompt to enter in some kind of directions. Mm -hmm. Generally, you can uh, input a verb and a noun for the most part, to advance yourself through. So it might say... Microwave hamster. (laughs) 
It might be you are in a kitchen. In front of you, you see a refrigerator. On the west wall is a microwave. On the east wall is a hamster. On the south wall is a door. What would you like to do? Microwave hamster, you might type in. The only option. And it would say, nope, you have no hamster. And you'd be like, okay, get hamster. It actually wouldn't say, nope, you do have no hamster. (laughs) Maybe it would. It might. They were actually pretty uh, sardonic and clever with their kind of how they responded to your inputs. Yeah, so I Um, think my thing stands. So uh, he he makes this game. A guy named Don Woods ends up uh, sort of adding some uh, fantasy flair to it. He Ooh. was a Tolkien fan, so he added elements. And that that was sort of the beginning of uh, adventure games as we know them. So text-based adventures, there was more than just that one. Oh, I, I wanted to note that Will Crowther, he didn't really do much else in gaming unless you count uh, inventing the internet. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's, not, that's not gaming. No. <laughs> well, he helped... <laughs> He didn't actually invent I it. I don't count that. That was, that was Al Gore. That was Al Gore. Yeah. Uh, he tubes, right? Psyched April Fool's Day. April Fool's. I <laughs> um, gotcha again. He helped design ARPANET, which was the forerunner to the internet. Um, so, in a way, he's, you know, a big deal in gaming. Gamer. <laughs> so, 1980 comes around. Do we have 80s music? Uh, I think we I think you did. did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there it is, right there. Nice. And John's like, I don't have time to be looking <laughs> up what our old music is. <laughs> 1980 rolls around, and there's this married couple, Ken and Roberta Williams, and uh, they've started a consulting company called Online Systems. Colossal Cave Consulting. <laughs> Colossal Cave Consulting. <laughs> CCC. Yeah. No, they, they started their, a company called Online Systems. It was a consulting company, and um, they, they, they were also, you know, programmers, and they ended up making a game called Mystery House for the Apple II. Nice. It was um, still pretty rudimentary, mostly text-based. However, the big sort of sea change was that there were graphics, Mm. And they were static, but there was a picture of what you were being told about. So Mystery House was the original Mist. Mystery House. (laughs) It's a prequel. Hmm? Mystery House. House. I I need to look this up. I may have actually played this. Go ahead and look it up. super familiar. Go ahead. Just monochrome drawings with text. They shortly followed that with a game called The Wizard and the Princess. Uh, and that was in color. Ooh. Very exciting. Both of those games were really successful, and uh, they decided to shift the the focus of the company to primarily to, to game development. Um, in 1983, IBM comes along, and they're like, we got this great new computer we're working on. It's called the PC Junior. You've heard of the PC. Mm-hmm. The IBM personal computer. It's a major success. This is its son. This is its son. We're <laughs> really proud. <laughs> um, it's it was uh, 
competitor to the Apple II and the Commodore 64. It featured enhanced graphics and sound. Man, I never thought about it, but Commodore was so far ahead oh, really of everybody was. else in the industry. They what? were they were all on like twos and juniors, and Commodore was already on the 64th iteration. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really remarkable yeah. how I, fast they I did. They were like the Firefox of... <laughs> Early computing. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine whose dad worked at uh, at a what is it, Commodore, IBM, Commodore, whatever. Commodore. He worked, he worked, yeah, he worked on those computers, and he brought one in to demonstrate one, and he like put a picture of a phone up on the screen, and we were all like, "What? Like how? What? <laughs> like he just taped a photo? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> April Fools. <laughs> April he didn't Fools. Really did. uh, Psych. Yeah, he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Paper fools, kids. He's dead. (laughs) Slow clap begins. Anyway, uh, enhanced graphics, enhanced sound, ROM cartridge slots, joystick ports. This is all the PC Junior, by the way. Infrared wireless keyboard. Whoa. And expansion via what were called sidecar modules. It flopped. The PC Junior flopped? It just no one wanted it, I huh. guess. But nobody wanted infrared wireless keyboards. But before it flopped, IBM paid seven hundred thousand dollars to Ken and Roberta Williams, who mm-hmm. now worked they had changed the name of their company to Sierra Online. Oh to make a game that would showcase the PC Junior's amazing capabilities. Mm-hmm. And so they made a game called King's Quest. Ah, uh, gosh. Quest yes. for the Crown. At this point, so they're they're still an independent company. They've just been... Sierra Online? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think this is the game that most people think of as being the the beginning of this genre. Yeah, for, it, it, for me as well. Like, I I was too young for text-based games. Couldn't I mean, read. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. And I couldn't read. And you couldn't read. Yeah, still can't. Not really relevant. <laughs> why, are you, um, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I actually didn't play King's Quest. Um, so that's one. One. I did play, I think, five or something like that. Um, but the, to me, this is, when I say adventure games, this is the kind of game I think of where you have... <clears throat> point and click. Point and, well, actually, King's Quest was not point and click yet. Oh, okay. Um, I believe it was still input I think it was commands. still input, yeah. With your keyboard, so you would say move, you know, north, west, whatever. Um, but you had your guy up on the screen. He walked around. Um, you collected items. You solved puzzles, things like that. You found an item. You um, found a hamster next it, to him. Is a, is a guillotine. <laughs> you found an item. You found another item. <laughs> Get item. <laughs> Combine item with, with item. item. <laughs> you now have items, items. with item. <laughs> Use item with item <laughs> on object. You win. <laughs> <laughs> and the credits roll. Uh, <laughs> King's Quest 1 was not very not good. Not very good. But they went on to great success. Uh, they, they also introduced uh, the advanced gaming interpreter or the AGI, AGI scripting language with this game. Um King's Quest spawned eight sequels overall. Wow. Uh, it, I guess it kind of depends on what you consider a sequel because the the one the most recent one was in like 2015, but didn't involve 
Kings uh, or questing. <laughs> Ken or Roberta Williams. However, Roberta Williams was actually asked if she would, I think this is right, join the team, but she declined. She was retired, but she gave them some advice. Uh, so I guess you could say it has her hmm. blessing. Would you like to know the eight sequels? Yeah. I have a list. I don't think you can do an hallucination because no, we, we won't. We have that. no, we have no context of which. Let's to. try it. Hallucination. Right. All right, Nick, start. King's Quest Two. Correct. King's Quest Three. Yes. King's Quest: The Revenge. I'm afraid John's out. Right. King's Quest Five. Yes. King's Quest Four: The Search for Peace. I'm afraid you're out. Did, Did I win? win? Yes. <laughs> um. I did, that, mine was a reference. I don't know if you got it or not. John is. Oh, told us the, to wait. Yeah, hold, yeah. holding the finger in the air is the continue motion. This, this is this is keep going. This is hold off a second. Uh, let me read to you the names of these games. Yes. I think they're pretty good. So for the first one, King's Quest. Can Quest. Was, sorry, give it years also, so we have context here. Of, whoopsie. No. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh. King's Quest, Quest for the Crown is the first one. Pretty straightforward. Uh, I wish John was here for this. A full transparency, he just left the room. King's Quest 2, Romancing the Throne. Ooh, that's is nice. That, what year did that come out? You don't know. Okay, uh, I'll do look up yours. that was a reference to Romancing the Stone. Well, it must of course be, it yeah. Is, okay. yeah. You goof. You missed it. You goof and a spoof. John's back, and I'll repeat it. King's Quest 2, Romancing the Throne. Is that real? Yes. <laughs> is that real? King's Quest 3, to air is human, air spelled H-E-I-R. Oh, like baby. King's Quest 4, the perils of Rosella. King's Quest 5, absence makes the heart go yonder. Ooh. <laughs> King's Quest 6... <laughs> Air today, gone tomorrow. Once again, it's H E I R. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> King's Quest Seven, the Princeless Bride. Oh. King's Quest Eight, Mask of Eternity. However, they it didn't, dropped the ball. Oh, wait. It, it didn't actually have the the number eight to it. I just put that for my notes. This okay. was the eighth game, Mask of Eternity. So King's Quest, Mask of Eternity, and then most recently, Mask of Eternity. Is that spelled just Mask of Eternity? Straight up. Huh. And then, uh, most recently, King's Quest, uh, technically nine, but it's just called King's Quest, and it came out in 2015. Oh, Episodic. So it's like a reboot. A reimagining. It's like a reboot. Yeah. So, um, enough of this King's noise. When did Space Quest come out? Because that was my jam, man. I love me some Space Quest games. King's Quest was a huge success. I remember five being... A big one. I think five's the one I played. Yeah. Did Space Quest, though, did you get? In 1984, <laughs> Apple's Macintosh computer was released and comes standard with a mouse. <laughs> and that sort of changes the game. Put mm-hmm. mouse in microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Enter. <laughs> the first point-and-click adventure, point adventure game is released. Does anyone know what it's called? Oregon Trail. The secret. Wrong. The secret. Wrong. It's called Enchanted. Enchanted. 
It's called. It's a. It's a boxing. It's a magical the boxing. N game. and M keys on the Apple II were one key. <laughs> <laughs> Saved a lot of money. <laughs> Enchanted scepters uh, made by Silicon Beach Software. In 1985, uh, so so that's that's listed as like the first point and click, but then there's also uh, Deja Vu by Icom Solutions, which is considered the first fully point and click adventure. So I suppose Enchanted Scepters. You could only point; you couldn't click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A spade of games follows, including Space Quest. Yes, spades. Many King's Quest sequels, as we dis- discussed, and Police Quest. So Sierra Online doing really well. How Adam, do you the... want to talk about Lots Space Quest? I love Space Quest, man. This thing was like my jam. Anyone else play Space Quest? No. I Space... did not. Anyone? I don't think so. It just, imagine every 80s uh, sci-fi pop culture thing jammed into a game where you were. Lightsaber. Oh, Yes. Terminator, uh, Back to the Future. Space uh, Terminator? Every sci-fi. He said sci-fi. <laughs> oh, I re- Roger Wilco, Space Quest Five. I remember that. Yeah. Do you have the Space Quest names? No. You only played the five. They're not on the, the internet. Yeah, I only played series. the series. No, they're just, the it says they're not on the internet when you put it into Google. <laughs> what? <laughs> April Fools? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hold on. Oh, do you have more to say about I, I do. I'm pulling up the names. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did not look up yes. the names. I just, gosh. Uh, yeah, so it was follows the adventures of a hapless janitor named Roger Wilco um, as he campaigns through the galaxy for truth, justice, and really clean floors. Mm. Yes. Um you know, Star Wars, Star Trek. I just, it got it was so good. I loved it. Um, Are you just listing <laughs> well, shows and movies you like? <laughs> oh, interesting. Like Small the third wonder. one, Space Quest 3, has the Star Wars <laughs> yeah. expanding type mm. on the cover of it. And then in 2011, there was a uh, Vohal Strikes Back. Well, you, you, you skip my yeah, head a bit, but yeah. All of them. This would be Space Quest 7 Is the one he's referring to But go on Anyway Alright Space Quest 1 The Syrian Encounter Space Quest 2 Vahul's Revenge Space Quest 3 The Pirates of Pestulon Space Quest 4 Roger Wilco and the Time Rippers I guess these aren't really funny at all They're Um, not Space Quest 5 Roger Wilco The Next Mutation Whoa Um uh, there was a Commander Rames T. Quirk in that one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Space Quest Six. Good, good. Roger Wilco in the in the Spinal Frontier. Here we go. There now we we're, go. Now, now we're, getting, we're getting, uh, getting in there. Um, basically, a, a DS Nine parody. I mean, shouldn't that <laughs> April Fool? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> um, and then Space Quest Six, the Spinal Frontier. Oh wait, I already said that. Uh, <laughs> um, and then Seven. They just re-released <laughs> it a year later. Seven was the uh, one that Nick Valhul's mentioned. Valhul's Revenge or something. Uh, right? Valhul Strikes Back. Oh. Yeah, but there Star was Wars. a six came out in '95, and seven came out in 2011. 2011. 
All right, so Police Quest 1 was In Pursuit of the Death Angel. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Police Quest 2, The Vengeance. And uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so in 1986, are you guys busy right now? No, I'm full listening to you. Yeah. <laughs> both just reading their phones no, right I, now. I still had Police Adam's Quest open and I was not reading. reading I was enjoying remembering these games. They're so good. Cool. Go on. Um, so in 1986, <laughs> Lucasfilm Games Group oh, yeah. is Labyrinth, the computer game based on hit movie Labyrinth. Oh. Starring, starring David Bowie. Elucidation. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. There you go. There you go. That's Nick. it. That's it. Um, and Jim baby. And uh, there was a baby. The baby. baby's name was yeah. Todd. <laughs> Wait, Toby? was it really? The actor baby. And baby says <laughs> Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, roll back a bit. So Lucasfilm uh, in 1979 had two groups. They had the games group and the graphics group. The graphics group uh, in 1982 Wait, spun off. This is just sorry, Luke. <laughs> this is this is just Lucasfilm Games. This is sorry. This is the Lucasfilm Computer Division. Okay, thank you. They have the games group. They have the graphics. When group. did Full Throttle come out? In 1982, uh, the graphics group spun off into their own corporation. They made some movies later. Mm-hmm. They're called Pixar at that point, and then. The games group eventually becomes LucasArts that produces, in my opinion, some of the best point-and-click games of all time. Like? Like. Oh. That, okay, yeah. Did they do Monkey Island? They did the Monkey Island series. Uh, they did Full Throttle, as Adam uh, mentioned. Grim Fandango? Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango. They did a few Indiana Jones point-and-click adventures. They had to have done the Roger Rabbit one. Uh, I don't think they did the ro- they did was Sam there? and Max. Sam and Max. No, but they're actually so one of the first ones I ever played was a Who Framed Roger Rabbit adventure oh. game. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if they did it, but maybe you can look it up and find out. I, I don't know if that. I believe you. <laughs> um, when they started making games, they didn't. So Lucas, uh, Lucasfilm Computer Division did not have the rights to make Star Wars games. That had those rights had, had been sold, sold to, oh, to Atari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, Ron Gilbert, who is the creator of the Monkey Island series and, and, a, and several other very popular point-and-click adventure games, he thinks that if they had had those rights at the time, they never would have made any of these games. Mm-hmm. They never would have tried original um, IP. And so uh, another reason Star Wars sucks is that it almost... <laughs> Made it so I didn't get to play Monkey Island. <laughs> You're blaming them, yeah, for, <laughs> may, for something maybe they didn't do. do. <laughs> um, it was uh, Buena Vista Software, uh, oh, Frame Roger Rabbit, yeah. the adventure game. There you go. Do you think they would have made Star Wars point and click? Probably, games? yeah, yeah. So that because they did make Indiana Jones, yeah. Were the Did Indiana you ever, Jones ones any good? I've never heard Apparently, of them. Apparently, I've not played them, but I've heard they're very good. Uh, but then m- almost all the Lucasfilm games are great. Get Yoda. If you like the style of game. Put Yoda in microwave. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, Sierra Online is still going strong, and in 1987, they release a game called Leisure Suit Larry in the Land oh, of the Lounge that's Lizards. right. How could we forget about Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizards? <laughs> like the low point in video game history. <laughs> so what's kind of incredible Those about games are still going, I think. Is that that game was inspired by a previous game that Online Systems had made called Soft Porn Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> And it was a text-based adventure game where you were... That sounds hot. You were you were on a down-on-your-luck party animal. or You, you were, were you on... Were, you, no, sorry. That was later. Right off the bat. <laughs> it's hardcore. <laughs> no, it's softcore. No, and you were a down-on-your-luck party animal. Oh, okay. You were searching for items to win affections of women, so you'd give them these items. It was criticized for being sexist. Good hamster. Shocking. <laughs> The text parser did not recognize the word woman. Wait, what? <laughs> if you put the word woman into the game, it didn't know what you were talking about. So it would use like other slang and uh, derogatory yeah, terms? Oh, yeah. Oh, yikes. For example. Babe. <laughs> what else you got? Broad. Okay. A list of nations. So Leisure Suit Larry is about a basically sex-starved guy in a leisure suit. He goes to various hotels and cruise lines and parties. And the such. whole point is for you to cruise like lines. sleep. Yes, yeah, sleep with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I never played them because I was young and wasn't allowed to. Uh, I certainly was intrigued by the box art, though. Um, Larry you? himself was voiced by Jan Rabson who you would know better as the American voice of Tetsuo Shima in really? Akira. Hmm. Huh. And he's actually a prolific voice actor, but never from his uh, IMDb page, never like big roles, but tons of... Just everywhere. Yeah, uh, and Disney movies and DreamWorks. I, I think to this day, still, like he's in Toy Story 4, I believe. Hmm. Um, playing Woody. Playing Woody. Now, Leisure Suit Larry, the... <laughs> The, <laughs> playing Leisure Suit Larry. The oh. interesting thing oh, about that it, would be great if <laughs> just had him show up in the middle of Toy Story Four. What's interesting about Leisure Suit Larry, the first one in any case, I think most of them had this. There was a quiz at the beginning of the game. Oh yeah, that was it was an age gate. So if you weren't above a certain age, the idea was you probably wouldn't be able to answer all the questions oh, in the quiz. Interesting. Would you guys like to see if you yes. Yes. play? But. These are of the time, aren't they? These are of the time. Yeah, even better. You, you. So we, these are <laughs> these questions are all were all written in 1987. Perfect. There were originally 41 questions, I think, on the to quiz. To get into the game, I think you had to answer all of them. No, no, <laughs> there's no way. I've chosen 10. All right. To keep it simple, they are multiple choice. Would you like to work as a team or individually? Uh, as a team. Okay. Individually. John tiebreaker. Here is your first question. Wait, <laughs> John, do the tiebreaker. No, you're a team. Okay, team. VCR stands for A. Very confusing record. B. A. <laughs> oh wait, 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 a for, B? wait for it. Wait okay. for it. <laughs> B. Visual cartridge recording. C. Very complete record. Or D. Video cassette recorder. All right. Can we uh, take a break and go into the other room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take All your right. time. Go dry race ward somewhere. How many uh, lifelines do we have in this game? You, you Call uh, an adult in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, like, you're a kid 
in your computer room and you come out, Dad, what's ECR stand for? Just a quick question. I don't know. I was curious. Question your mother. I've got 40 more questions after this. Every time it comes back out. Hey, I was also thinking. Uh, I think little Nick is actually getting quite inquisitive. I'm, I was worried about his studies, but he's asking many questions. This is your I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't trust it. <laughs> Answer. Uh, he's really excited when he comes out. Do you guys want to go with D? Yeah. Let's go with D. Correct. What? We're one fortieth of the way there, guys. Yeah. We're P- almost adults. <laughs> Piazadora is A, sexy, B, a singer, C, short, or D, all of the above. A Star Wars character. <laughs> D. I'll go with D. Which Nick gave a different answer. What are you, what's the team going with? We'll, we'll go with the, the other two. All answers are correct. Even Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad. Question number three. Do girls really have cooties? Do you guys know who <laughs> Pia Zadora is? Yes. She's I a don't. singer. And actress. She's short. And short. <laughs> and short. I did know who she I mean, I okay. probably would not have then. Uh-huh. I was six, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know now. Um, do girls really have cooties? These questions seem uh, A, yes. <laughs> B, no. C, some do, some don't. Or D, maybe. God. D. C seems fair. <laughs> I go with C also. Is, is, what's the group answer? C. I'm afraid you will not get to play Leisure Suit. Wait, like, what? One wrong? <laughs> you had to get them all right. Man, this is bullshit. Wait, you had 40 <laughs> questions. You had to get them all right? I believe 41, and I think so. Oh, my gosh. No one has ever played no Leisure Suit. Played. <laughs> what was the right answer? D. No, the B, no. Girls do not have cooties. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad to... <laughs> This whole time. <laughs> All these years living a lie. You know, we wondered we, why he's so sexist. We now haven't we, know. we haven't done an episode on girls yet, so <laughs> yeah. we just didn't know. Waiting for it. Didn't need okay. Uh, did you know that the archive computer won't let you type the word woman into it? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you can write cooties. Yeah. Um okay. Edsel is a A girl's name. B plain. C, car. D, great investment. C. 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 Correct. Sex is oh A, gosh. great. D, all of the above. <laughs> B, okay. <laughs> C, a spectator sport. D, wow. a mystery to me. How could that not have been all of the above? <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, a. A. Fine. Correct. During the 70s, Carol O'Connor portrayed a A, kindly doctor, B, lovable bigot, C, handicapped lawyer, and excuse this, D, Negro junk dealer. Whoa. Wow. This is 1987. I'm not making excuses. not... (laughs) <laughs> Close enough. But I find it interesting well, that this is the question right. being asked. Wow. Refer- yeah, the referencing, obviously, classic sitcoms, but man, you could think oh, of a like, better I... way to phrase that. Yeesh. I B. forgot I'm going to go with A. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll go with them, whatever they... B. I'll go with B. B is correct. Lovable bigot. 
The song American Pie was about A. Miscegenation B. Marilyn Chambers C. A Dead Rock Star D. Four Minutes Too Long D. D. C. D. C. D. The answer they wanted was C. Hmm. Three more questions. They've never heard my friend Dan play it. <laughs> Thomas Eagleton ugh, Thomas Eagleton was dropped from the 1972 Democratic National Ticket with no knowledge of his previous So wait a minute, wait a minute. This wait is the kind of question I remember it having where <clears throat> So we got the girls of cooties all the way to the freaking 72 Democratic primaries like this is all over the place. It's a very complex uh system. Mm, yeah. I can absolutely... There's no way. It's like applying for a job There's at There's no Rest. way you had to get all of them right. There's no way. You had to probably get a certain percentage right. I bet they only asked you three at a time, but it would... Mm. Right. That's it might be. Mm. Thomas Eagleton, Eagleton was dropped from the 1972 Democratic National Ticket when knowledge of his previous blank treatments became known. A. Skin. B. Screen. C. Shock. D. Scalp. C. C? Sure. C. I don't remember that. Give me give me shock treatment. The Chicago 7 was A. Some people who only seem crazy in retrospect. Wow. B. The Bears defensive line. C. Burned for showing country in three different theaters. D. Partially convicted. Partially D. convicted. D. Uh, sure. Yes. And finally, O.J. Simpson is A. <laughs> yes. Here's oh, the man. gold. <laughs> 87. Here we go. A. And Nordberg. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not wrong. <laughs> O.J. Simpson is A, an R&B singer. B, under indictment. C, embarrassed by his first name, parentheses, Olivia. D, no one to fool with. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think we all know what the answer to that one is, even if they didn't. The correct answer was D. D. That was written in 1987, apparently. Wow. Um, all the questions, There's. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes mm. if you want to go see all the questions, as well as the quizzes that went along with sequels to the game. Man. Um, the same year that that game comes out, the first one, Lucasfilm releases Maniac Mansion, mm. um, and that was Ron Gilbert's game, as we talked about. Um, he also wrote the Scum engine for that game. Um, Scum stood for Script Creation Utility for Man Maniac Mansion, and this is like essentially the the engine that that drives the like uh, when you're like get hamster, put you know. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. So that was a big deal. And so the Scum Engine was used for the rest, almost all of their uh, adventure games going forward. Until they developed the Chud Engine. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, Gilbert pushed for more player-friendly sort of gameplay. Um, in, pre in older adventure games, you could die. Um, oh, yeah, dude, Space Quest, holy crap. Like one wrong click or, yeah. or pick up, you died all the time in that yeah. game. You could so frustrating. get very far in the game and realize you didn't have a critical like item and you'd have to go back or restart. Um, so he wanted to not punish the player for, for curiosity. He wanted to nice. reward that. Um, and then also, essentially, you couldn't get further unless you had everything you needed to go forward. 
um, Sierra and LucasArts, they sort of dominate the industry uh, for the next several years. They release games that we already talked about, Kane's Quest, Space Quest, Police Quest, the Monkey Island series, Loom, Indiana Jones, Sam and Max. Was it Zork? Was it, was it, was it a game? Zork was a game, a game, but that's that predates all of this. Okay. Um, and uh, 1990, those kind of all fall under the same approach graphically and uh, gameplay-wise. Um, but in 1993, Mist comes out by a company called Cyan. Um, just a quick side note there. I believe there was rumored to be a, <laughs> a missed experience um, happening on Discovery Island. Yeah, right? at Walt so Disney World. At Walt Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> there was this island. Is <laughs> um, it in the middle of Bay Lake? Or it is seven, in the middle yeah, of Bay Lake. Bay Lake. Yeah. It's still there. The island's still there, mm-hmm. I think. Are they? No, River Country is what I'm thinking of that they're actually yeah. now turning into something. But Discovery Island is there. It lays fallow. There's. It used to be like a place where you could go and see animals and stuff, and now the cages are just there. And they're, It's like the lost uh, island, but Weird. not the one where they lived, but the one where right. Sawyer and Kate went. Mm-hmm. That one. Yeah. Why are you just looking at Nick? That's Nick sp- knows about lost. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have... Old school lost. We experience. have old school lost experience. Me and Nick. <laughs> we shared a water cooler. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I watched but, Lost too. But for a while, there was rumors that they were going to build a mist, like a, a mist on this island. Yeah, like a walk through. Yeah, gaming experience. experience. Hmm. No, I don't know that it's ever been confirmed that that was. Did it, you guys, it was. It was confirmed that it was underdeveloped. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys all play Mist? I tried to. So so. Real quick, Mist was uh, the reason I I bring it up. I think it's a big deal because it was, uh, I believe, the first like photorealistic 3D graphics adventure game. But that is really <laughs> well for, for 1993. Yes, <laughs> because it was basically a whole bunch of pictures that uh, <laughs> that you could look at. Yeah, did you play it? Nick? I I wish um, maybe for like a minute. I never like finished it or anything. John, did you? Yeah, maybe like less than a minute. I tried for a minute as well and was just because this game, the whole point was the game starts, they give you no indicate. You don't know what to do. They don't give you any instructions. You you don't know how to play the game. I feel really vindicated right now because I also way back in the day tried playing mist and within minutes was like, this is whatever. (laughs) We are all too dumb for mist. That's the thing that binds us. I remember not patient enough. Yeah. I remember. Uh, But I felt, I mean, I I felt like bad for years. I'm like, it was so good. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really care for it. Yeah. I didn't really get it. I couldn't get off the first little part. <laughs> well, and it's not like it was inexpensive, as I recall. Yeah, it was. It a, was a pricey yeah, game. Yeah, so ninety nine dollars. Almost as much as Terminator Two. Terminator yeah. Two on VHS, uh, which would have come out around this time. <laughs> Everything was ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine dollars. <laughs> I can remember like walking down a path. In mist and entering this one like circular building, I think was. Am I remembering it wrong, or could you actually walk? It, the, yeah, the camera like yeah, moved. It, move. it was first person, so you couldn't see yourself but like the character. Weren't there? Weren't the puzzles basically just like fixed screens? I think so. You would like click on it, and then there'd you, be like a little. There were also QuickTime videos. Okay. Uh, in it, um, but I remember I got to like the first thing that was somehow a puzzle. 
and just didn't, I had no clue. I was so, and, and I was at this point. Able to um, read. <laughs> and there were no words. Nick will teach you later, man. Jeez. Why did I learn? <laughs> I also want to mention uh, a game called Seventh Guest. Are you guys familiar with this? Yes. Yeah. That one I played for maybe five minutes. Uh, it was this era of <laughs> like a computer generated, or actually it was just like an environment, a static environment, and then somehow spliced in were like QuickTime videos. Yeah, yeah, like within like picture frames. Yeah, or, and it was yeah. like some of the worst acting. And yeah. Seventh Guest was kind of a horror game, uh, something that I thought was a sequel but was made not made by... 13th it. Hour, whatever. Uh, oh, no, I did play that one as well. I thought this was a sequel to the, both of them, Phantasmagoria. Uh, that came out in 95. Huh. Sierra Online released that hmm. one. Um, but Seventh Guest and 13th... Hour. Hour. Or 11th Hour? I think hmm. it's 13th. I think it's 13th. Uh, we're both Virgin Interactive, I think. Hmm. So that brings us to 1997. This is technically... I'm graduating high school. Yeah. High school? 97? Uh, 98. Oh, you're young. This is technically when I, like, zero in on these games, because I went sort of backwards from this point mm. when I was a kid. But Curse of Monkey Island. Yeah, the Curse of Monkey Island, which is the third game in the Monkey Island series. I didn't know that at the time. Mm. Came out. And this game, like, changed my life in a lot Like, I've always ways. known you to be... Daz had, you know, a, a definitive... Uh, we need to come up with a term with this, like... Before something, something happens after, ouch, after something. Milestone? Well, no, but, but in dealing with like pop culture or something like that, like you've yeah. always talked about like that was a defining moment in yeah. your life, but that seems to be a better term than that. And there's that movie that John saw that turned him into John as we know him. Oh, yeah, Waterworld. <laughs> was it Waterworld? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a surprise every time. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I was just blown away. So Curse of Monkey Island was a little different than the previous Lucasfilm games because it looked like a cartoon. Um, the other two Monkey Island games were sort of 8-bit or, or uh, pixel art. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there was no like uh, voice acting or anything. It was all just text that was appearing on the screen as you read it. Curse of Monkey Island had you know full music voice acting and animation and it like I can still remember starting it for the first time and sitting in my in our computer room I had all the lights out because this is how I played games and it opens with Guybrush Threepwood who is the hero of of Monkey Island series and he's on a uh, bumper car that's floating in the middle of the ocean and he's writing into his journal like what's been going on uh, with him. And there's little visual gags happening as he, he's writing. He's talking about how he's so hungry and a chicken floats by. Uh, <laughs> or <laughs> Does he miss it? How he's thirsty and then a, a bottle of, yeah, he doesn't see it, yeah. a bottle of grog floats by. Nice. Uh, and then he's like, if I could just get an orange and, you know, oranges. And then... Um, and then he realizes he's he's like floated into the middle of a battle between a pirate ship and a fort, and then the Monkey Island titles come on, and this great music plays. It's very cinematic. Oh man, I was just I couldn't believe it. It was seriously like an experience I had never had with a game, and and that's how I fell in love with these games. 
Um, and then, you know, it was, it was great from that point forward in the game. It was super funny. It definitely informed my sense of humor going <coughs> forward. Um, I loved the guy who played Guybrush, Dominic uh, Armato, I think is his name. You um, obviously care for him a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know his name. He's really good, though. Um, and that's when he started dressing like a pirate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much did uh, Monkey Island influence uh, Wave Cutter? Oh, which, a lot. A which lot. is Drew's uh, uh, long... It li- one, my one-issue comic yeah. cover art color by Nick Main. Yeah, Wave Cutter is, is in the same limbo as a certain other comic strip. I'm good at making things for once. Uh, we ran that thing. Our, Drew and I had a comic called uh, Separately Sushi that ran for three years. That sounds right. And then, Dominic Armada. And then Drew said, hey, I'm, getting, ma- I'm getting married soon. If we put this on hold after the wedding. I said, okay, still waiting. Still after the wedding. Right. Put on hold till <laughs> after the wedding. The wedding yeah, is still, now uh, over. I didn't the say wedding. when after the wedding. <laughs> I'm well aware of this. I got a kid now. <laughs> Um, the game, the Monkey Island series, series was referenced in uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Nice. Um, like you can overhear some other uh, sailors talking about Guybrush Threepwood. And then my favorite thing, this was like two two things I love meeting in Uncharted 4, which is one of my other most favorite game series. Um, the plot is you're trying to find this pirate's lost treasure and spoilers for uncharted four. Um, you learn that he, this pirate kind of created a pirate, uh, utopia with, uh, 13 other pirate captains. I'm still in the middle of playing that game. That's fine. Go ahead. Why do you He's say that? You. I, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> I seriously just said, I know I, I, I have so little time to play video games. It's fine. I probably will forget by the time I get around to it. But the great thing is, very early on, you see like portraits of all the pirate captains, and one of them looks suspiciously like Guybrush. Guy, I can't say his name. It's a weird name. Guybrush Threepwood, and his where his nameplate is, it's scratched out. You can't actually read the name, uh. and his pirate symbol is a is a monkey. Nice. And then there's there's even better references to him later in the game that I will not spoil for you, Adam. But that's not the only time that you uh, you see that character. Um, so anyway, uh, the other notable game I'll mention is Grim Fandango that came out in 1998. Classic. And I can mention Full Throttle? Really? Uh, I did mention Full Throttle. We were talking. Okay, never mind. I did. I said I know, I know. it's one of the games they made. Never mind. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and Grim Fandango um, is... They kind of changed things up quite a bit. It, I don't think it used the scum engine instead. And you also didn't really point and click. You kind of moved him around with the uh, arrow keys and then clicked on things. Right. It, like, would, hmm. I loved it. That was a great game. Um, and then kind of the genre gets pretty quiet for a while. Don't, they don't stop being made, but... Leisure Suit's got to keep going. They're not as successful. <laughs> yeah, because that was a big release at the time. And yeah. I can't remember anything that had that kind of launch. Yeah. Um, nowadays, they're, they're, they're more popular, popular than they used to be. Um, there's a few companies making uh, adventure games. Telltale. Uh, oh, yeah. They make episodic adventure games. They actually ended up making a sequel to Monkey Island called Tales of Monkey Island. Hmm. Um, did they do that Back to the Future game? They did the they Back did. to the Future Walking adventure Dead game. game. 
Double Fine, which is a company founded by Tim Schafer, who worked on uh, the Monkey Island games. Um, they make adm- adventure games. And in fact, I believe, so they did a Kickstarter around 2012, 2013, uh, for a new adventure game. And the, the whole thing was, what happened to adventure games? This was their pitch video. You know, Whatever gonna, happened to adventure games? They, they sang that song. And it's based on Full House. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, it broke records, the Kickstarter. They, they ended up making $3.3 million. Um, there was a lot of kind of controversy following that with how they used those funds. They ended up needing more uh, money mm-hmm. in the end because they expanded the scope of the game. This is also kind of early on in Kickstarter history where um, there were no rules. There were no rules. It was just, just right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that game eventually came out. It was called Broken Age. Oh, um, yeah. It was all right. I never played it. I was I was a little let down by it. Did you contribute to the Kickstarter? Yes, I did. Um, How much? Uh, a good, a significant amount. Illustination. <laughs> uh, but anyway, now nowadays I think adventure games, a lot of them are indie games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Not major developers aren't really making them anymore. Um, but uh, I think what's, I feel like adventure games can do certain things that other games can't. They, I think they can really take their time taking you through a story. Um, it's a lot more, I, I don't know, a lot more measured and sort of, uh, you can be more precise when you're like with the game itself. Um, I, I do wish they were, well, I guess I say, I wish they were more popular, but I don't have time to play games anymore. So I want them to wait and then become popular when I have time again. <laughs> I was thinking um, that there are a lot of games that focus on exploration now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got way into Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think one of the main things, you know, the style of play is very different, but the uh, curiosity is there. It doesn't quite have the sense of humor that a lot of the games we've talked about right. have. And that, I don't... I don't see it a lot in games. I feel like most games, so this is my criticism of a lot of open world games similar to Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. I don't have this criticism for For Breath of the Wild because I feel like those games don't often reward curiosity enough. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Um, Nowadays, a lot of the open world games are just like make it as big as you can. And like Just Cause is basically just a procedurally generated you know, continually was it no man's sky is like oh that like literally is like yeah 30 billion possible right. planets you can go to there's, there's no no way to actually do it right right but there's no writing in it like yeah. zelda has where and you know what i mean by writing where it's like you're on a horse and you're writing <laughs> <laughs> i think so like for me like with zelda i would pull up the map and i would be like What's this? Yeah. I, this spot looks interesting. And all it is is a little shape on the map. You know, it's, it's a sort of a topographical map. And I was just like, I wonder if there's something here. And maybe one out of four times there would be something there that was worth. There, I don't know if it's worth it, but there's always something. There's always something there. But, like, 
sometimes it's something surprising. Yeah. Like I remember I found like this weird big statue with a giant sword kind of stabbed into the ground. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And and there's nothing, it's not story relevant. It's not, it just kind of, it was like rewarding Texture. you for seeking something yeah, it's, out. It's flavor yeah. text in graphic form. Yeah. And so you would get that kind of thing in, the, in these point and click adventure games where that you're literally like, clicking all over the screen because <laughs> in a lot of cases you can't tell what's interactive and what right. isn't. And I can, I would spend <laughs> hours literally just like clicking when I'm stuck, clicking across a screen, trying to find something that you I had not like grid it out. Yeah. Yeah. And just go back and forth. <laughs> exactly. Like a dot matrix. From Drew, what are you doing in there? Why are you clicking so much? <laughs> this was, <laughs> this was also uh, the heyday of helplines. Oh did you yes. Guys ever call? No. No. I, I know. I don't talk. You did not. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I there was a series called uh, "The Legend of Kyrandia." This was this is a deep cut uh, by Westwood Studios. Um, and the first game, you were this kid who it was a fantasy setting, and and this this kid's mentor was turned to stone by this evil jester, <laughs> the evil court jester. And you had to, uh, unstone him. <laughs> you had to find the magical means to do that. Um, but I would get stuck all the time in this game. And on the box, it was like, if you get stuck, call the helpline, <laughs> the hint line. That's what it was. The hint line. And so I would call it. And I, I eventually Can you like speak to somebody, or does it just like no? It was automated. It just cycles through. So it'd be like hint. It would say, "Thank you for calling the Westwood Studios hint line for Legends of Kyrandia." Press one. Oh, because it's, it's paid Legends by the minute, of right? Kyrandia, Hands of Fate. Press two. They're like, we need to make so these game list- names longer. <laughs> right. Get more money. It would go through. I'd be like, one. If you are at the chapter one, press one. If you are at chapter two, so you would press five. Find where you are. Like, yeah, just <laughs> and they'd be like, if you are having trouble with the garnet, press one. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would find my way and then finally get the, the answer. I eventually, like, I was so bad at, I think, the second one that I had the tree, like the the number tree memorized. Beep, 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 the Jeez. phone bill came. <laughs> oh no! And my mom was like, "What's this number you're calling?" And uh, I was like, uh, it's phone it's, tax. It's porn. It's porn. <laughs> I did not know it cost money. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> she was like, "Don't call it anymore." I still called it, <laughs> but I just tried to be super fast. <laughs> um, and what's great about the the hint line is that Ron Gilbert. So. Recently, he did. He also did a Kickstarter where he did an adventure game, an old school point and click. It's even like uh, in um, pixel art and all this stuff. It's kind of an X Files Twin Peaks type mm, nice. of thing. And there is a hint line in built into the game where you, if you come across <laughs> a payphone, you can oh that's cool pick it up that's and fun. and call and get hints at that point of the game. Still costs real money, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 That would be actually pretty funny if they made it cost money in the game, at least, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I got a question. Yeah. And I'm not expecting this answer to be yes, but, man, I'm really hoping it's yes. 
Did any of you play Sanitarium? Sanitarium? No. Nope. Blank stairs? No. no. I don't get this. So, Sanitarium is probably my favorite. Chelsea? <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Sanitarium is probably my uh, most favorite adventure game of all time. Mm. Um, it actually tied Grim Fandango for uh, best adventure game in 98. Uh, <laughs> it was a um, surprising no one survival horror uh, game, okay. psychological horror game. Yeah, um, and it was it was it got like a ninety percent on um, uh, PC Rotten Gamer. Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just the cover of this thing is just great. It's just a nice, creepy cover. Ooh. Oh, I do remember <coughs> that cover, actually. Yeah. I, that would have been too scary for me. So, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, was, it, it is creepy AF. You called the helpline. Can you turn on the lights? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was... How do I sleep? <laughs> yeah, I've not found many people who played this game, even though, again, rave reviews. Um, again, Tiger and Fandango was the best adventure game in 98. Um so I'm sitting there like, oh, I got to talk about Sanitarium. I look it up, and apparently it actually was ported to iOS in 2015. Whoa. So I'm downloading that bad boy. And I seriously, this game is really good. And it's on iOS now, so if you have an iPhone, do yourself a favor and get it. It is so good. If you a do lot of these, iPhone, so do yourself good. a favor, get an iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> and then. <laughs> and a lot of adventure games are available. They're, they're actually a great, uh, a great platform that platform for them is the you know iphone android ipad that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff because you know the gameplay is very similar so you can get i actually you may not be able to anymore but they release special editions of the first two monkey island games that you could get they did the remix a remastered rather version of uh, grim fandango on ps4 which i have Um, it's excellent and and you can find a lot of adventure games just uh original ones on the the app store and stuff like that. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I think the original game is also being hosted on Orion. Is that like a gaming, like a steam? Oh, do you mean, um, uh, I know what you're talking. It's not Orion. Origin. 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 Or or, no, origin (laughs) is the, uh, is EA's. Oh, Charlie's. Um, well, anyway, it's, I have it at my house, but it's, I can't stress enough that I know you guys will probably not do this, but you totally should um, get that game and play it through at least once. Which it's game? Centurion. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gog? Is that what you're thinking of? G-O-G dot com? Maybe. Hmm. Well, we can put a link to that in the show notes. Sweet. For Adam. So he can download it. There you go. There you go. Well, I think we've we've exhaustively covered adventure games. I feel like I'm the only one who talked. We've run out of clickable elements. Well, you had, for that I apologize. Uh, I you had the most knowledge here, and I appreciate well, that. I am the steward. It's, it's, yeah. It's two oh, do- are you this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's two dollars on iOS. There you go. Oh, it's two dollars. I know. I know. I was like, I was like, oh no. Should be free. Yeah. Yeah. Adam's just a shell. If you enjoyed Lost Highway and Twin Peaks, Torium shell. You like uh, Sanitarium. So you like Twin Peaks, John. Yeah. So you like Sanitarium. Though. All right. Thanks. Um, let's, uh, let's do some plugs. Oh, are we actually done? 
I think so. Oh, okay. okay. Do you have more to add? I just thought I was enjoying the conversation, so I just want to keep talking about it. <laughs> um, have you guys have any of you played like the more modern ones, whether it be Back to the Future or Walking Dead? Yes, or... I played Back to the Future. I didn't finish it. I didn't know you got me it for my birthday for like like oh. eight years ago. I Is it didn't finish it. Point and click. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I've heard it's great. Um, the kid who plays Marty McFly's uncanny, like, uncanny voice wise. Um, the but yeah, it, it's pretty good. Um, and they're they're monkey. I liked the Monkey Island game they made. Mm-hmm. I think Monkey Island fans overall didn't love it, but then Monkey Island fans kind of only like the first two. For some, like basically the ones Ron Gilbert made. Right. Um, I don't have that prejudice. I like them all. Um, I played the first chapter of uh, the Walking Dead ones. It was pretty damn good. I didn't play any of those. Um, what was it? It is on the rain soaked precipice. Oh, <laughs> the Penny Arcade games? Yeah. I don't know if those were really that point was, and click. Well, it was like, there's like a fighting part of it yeah, and they're, a they're sort point of and click. Mixing genres. Yeah. Mixing yeah. genres. Um, some of the other modern ones, modern, like in the, in the last 15 years or so, but uh, it's I think it's called Mash, Machineria. You just or, lost all of our millennials, man. <laughs> <laughs> there was one that was that was really popular called uh, Machineria or something like that, or Machinima or something. It was like uh, a you're like this little noir robot. thing? No. No. Just this little robot. Hmm. Um I actually just bought one called The Dark Side Detective that's supposed to be really Ooh, good. What the name? Um, you can find a lot of these on Steam, all these new ones and stuff. Uh, this isn't technically a point and click, but I kind of kind of fits in the genre a little bit. There's a game called The Room on oh. iPad. Yeah. Uh, they have there's four of them. There's rooms 1 through 3 and then The Room Old Sins and they're sort of like just puzzle boxes. So you go through and you like you un you look for little hidden drawers and clasps and switches and you kinda Nick, you'd be excited. One of the rooms is a is a kitchen and there's a microwave. I bet you can guess what else is in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Should we do any plugs? Sure. John, what do you got? Uh I got a show called Long Weekend. Oh. Can you find that in the uh, Apple Store? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars. Yeah. Two dollars to subscribe. <laughs> On sale from ninety-nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> only this comes week. with a free right. copy of Terminator Two. This week only. On VHS. Ooh. On VHS. Uh here we go. I whoa. I you, <laughs> Adam looked at me like, <laughs> next? I made a sound, and he's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Do you have a new uh, podcast, Nick? Yeah, I have a new podcast. It's called Eat Me in St. Louis, and we talk about uh, new restaurants in St. Louis. We're putting out a special episode that should be out right now Whoa. because there was an exciting moment today. St. Louis became the first test market for a meatless impossible Whopper at Burger King. Whoa. And um, I dropped everything at work and insisted that my co-host Travis go with me to Burger King, and uh, and we recorded that. So check that out. I'm assuming it's mushroom based. Uh, no, it's a uh, Impossible Burgers are based on soybeans, um, but uh, just based on them, mm-hmm. inspired by. Yeah. It. <laughs> 
<laughs> Based on a true soybean. <laughs> uh, nice. True soybean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's other stuff in there. They're good. Yeah, I just I've always found that fake meat sort of things almost always use mushrooms as a binding agent, mm. and I always steer clear of them. So I'll, I'll have to see. I'll, I did not read about mushrooms being in them. Okay. Um, You're allergic. That's why. It's true. That's right. That's right. I yes. saw an interesting comment on your first episode. Nice. Oh wait, no, that was on a, that was on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> um, so I hope you guys heed that comment. Uh, I hope you saw it in time for this special. Not episode. not for the special episode. No, sorry. But yeah, I'll just plug Eat Me in St. Louis as well. It's a great show. Nick's much happier on it, um, <laughs> and so I think you'll enjoy it as he does. Um, and, uh, they both love murder on that show. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't? What else can I say about it? <laughs> um, I don't really have anything to plug. Uh, so I actually have some, some news. Ooh, what? Yes, are you I, starting a podcast? I actually yes. am. What are you saying? <laughs> I am yes. dead serious. Um, Trap yeah, me. It's, uh, I know, I know, I know. Um, it's, uh, they might be giants based, uh, podcast. There's a couple other ones out there. Um, but people like will start them and then kind of they fall up the, the wayside. Uh, by the way, April Fools, bitches! What? Oh, he got us! I got you again. <laughs> <laughs> he he did get me. <laughs> Drew's face made, is excellent. Made just that much more annoying <laughs> by the shrill <laughs> what <laughs> that came along with it. We'll cut that out. No. <laughs> yeah, let's do one moment of glory. All right. I have no time for another podcast. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, look room. You see four men and a lovely lady <laughs> sitting around a table. Look table. You see computer equipment, four microphones, various cables, and a hamster. And an episode of the archive. Get episode of our archive. You get the episode of the archive. Uh oh. <laughs> Put episode in archive. <laughs>